0: And Welcome to a new podcast platform for AD's Paradox, the untold stories from athletic directors. I'm Dr. Dustin Smith, athletic director at Greenwood Public Schools, and this is a different podcast. This is one in which we want to just hear the stories that, for lack of a better term, from an AD chair sometimes suck, Um, sometimes that you deal with that maybe you're not learning from um, in a manual or in a classroom that you went to school with or even the LTI courses for the NIAAA. Some of this stuff is just experience, and we're going to get to know some guests and get to visit with some guests to really dive into these stories and kind of share some laughs, have some fun. And at the end of the day, there's some takeaways, yes, but more importantly, we need to laugh as ADs, and this is an opportunity for us to do so. Our provider, our sponsor for our podcast is Tickets Picket, the official Partner of the NIAA, the official ticketing partner of the NIAAA. And my co host for Paradox is a fellow doctorate, and that's Dr. Danielle Lapointe. Danielle, would you introduce yourself?
1: Yes, thank you for that. Hi, everyone. I'm really excited on this adventure. Uh, I've been in ED and Florida for 12 years, and I'm currently the director of client success at Ticket Spigot. Um, I'm really excited for our first recording. Um, Not only to have our guest Becky Moran on, but also um, to really just connect ADs across the country with their crazy stories that can sometimes be cringeworthy and let us know that we're not alone as ADs. The craziness happens to all of us.
0: And Danielle mentioned our first guest, and uh, she really doesn't need an introduction. Uh, If you're familiar with NIAA at all, you've seen Becky Moran. Um, She is a legend. Um, in my mind, uh, somebody that I've gotten to know simply because of uh, being a state coordinator. We actually got our first conversation through an LTI class that she was teaching. And we had a conversation after that just discussing, because I like her heart, a lifelong learner, but also somebody who wants to continue to improve. Um, but with that being said, Becky is also, uh, recently the NIAA National Convention was named the president-elect of the NIAAA Board. Um, so it's very prestigious for me. I'm in awe of just being able to be here kind of fangirl if you will um of Becky Moran and so I'm excited to introduce Becky Moran and Becky what I want to do to begin with is just kind of i mean we know those accolades of where you're the a d and where you're what your involvement is at the state and the national level. but I want to know what makes you you aside from those titles what do you do to recharge your batteries and become the most effective ad that you can so what will the resume not tell me about bacon Marine?
2: um so that recharging piece and you touch on i think that's so key because um as we were talking before we got started today just the sometimes the long days the long weeks the long seasons we have as athletic directors um we need that time and we need to be able to recharge so i think um, what i do what i love is my family Um, So I try to go home and not take work home. I have two kids, uh, 15 and 16, so freshman and junior in high school now. Um, And being able to be part of their lives and and watch them play sports. I mean, I know that's shocking that I would leave here as an athletic director and go watch more sports. Um, And then my husband as well, he's a coach. Um, He coaches three sports. So we kind of have a crazy life um, away from my job as well. Um, My kids are... My son plays travel hockey and he plays baseball. My daughter plays um, club volleyball. She is doing track at school. She was a football manager in the fall. She's a basketball manager right now in the winter. Um, And so trying to manage all of that outside of what my job is, like I'll just give you an example. Last Thursday, everybody was going somewhere except for me. I got to be here and watch basketball. Um, And so, But being able to be a part of their lives and, and get home and do that, I think the the other thing for me that I love to do, um, is shop. It's a, it's a terrible habit. Um, but, um, yeah, I do that. I do that a lot. My daughter said, why is there so much stuff coming to the house? And I was like, you know, it's just been a rough week. So I'm not binge eating. I've been shopping, which is <laughs> probably better for my health, at least physically, but not financially. So right. those would be the the things for me, family. And then my one vice is shopping. <laughs>
0: Well, I'm impressed mm-hmm. that it's just one vice. Uh, <laughs> I mean, to be honest with you, <laughs> there are, as you mentioned, it's something more financially painful than physically painful. But um, I mean, we all have to have those vices. We have to have something that just takes our mind off of work. Um, and for me, that's difficult to do. I'll just be honest with you. It's hard for me to, to separate my job from um, my life, but I've got to remind myself that I'm not, I'm not, Dustin Smith athletic director I'm Dustin Smith before I'm the athletic director if that makes sense so well it got- makes it
1: a lot yeah i gonna say it makes it a lot harder going right off with what you're saying with um social media and your phones and you're being accessible 24-7 as an AD so that that's a whole nother element that's just added in there that makes it a lot a lot harder to to step away from it
0: so Becky how long have you been in athletic administration as a whole <sighs>
2: So um, I, being as young as I am, have been in um, athletic administration for 19 years, my undergrads in sports management. So I came right out of college and started in a high school athletic office um, and have been doing that, um, like I said, for the last 19 years. And I love it. Um, I was fortunate enough to do my internship in college in a high school athletic department and really just fell in love with um, what we do in our profession um, from a very early age. And here I am. A few years I up.
0: I think part of that's really cool and I think that leads into why we're wanting to do this platform, uh why we're wanting to do this podcast, because there are moments that it's not fun. And um, there are moments that <laughs> and you can look back on it and say, Man, it wasn't funny at the time and maybe it was funny at the time, but as as it ages, it's even more funny and even more extreme and um it's almost like the fishing stories, you know, when I went I caught a perch, but by the time I've told it fifteen times it was a three foot and fifty eight pounds whatever. Uh, And so the the stretches may happen, but as you look back on this and some kind of story, and I call it embrace the suck. uh, And sometimes we need to just embrace it because it's going to happen. So tell us a story from your past of being an AD that you maybe were in awe, in shock, in frozen, whatever it may be. (laughs) Tell us whatever that story is for you that maybe just can bring some laughter now that you look back on it and say, you can't make this stuff up.
2: Well, um, as you know, when we talked about this, there was a lot, there's probably, you know, a few a year that you can look back on and say, wow, how did that happen? Why did that happen? Um, Laugh about it now. Um, But the one I'm going to talk about happened pretty early on in my career. And I was at a school in a community um, that had, what had only been a one high school town and the first year that I worked in the district, they split into two high schools, and they had just lower level sports. We had a combined athletic program, but their second year in existence, they then had programs. They started a varsity with every sport. They had varsity teams, and now that was our new rival because that was the new school in town. They were in our district. Those kids had all gone to school together, Um, and so now, you know, fast forward to Probably middle of September, and we played them in football and that's that game was at their place. That was a big deal. That was the biggest thing going on. Um, all anybody wanted to talk about leading up to that night. We had set up um, an opportunity for our students to meet across the street at a elementary school. They tailgated, they hung out together, they got ready for the game. They walked across the street in mass. our student section did to this game. Um, We overflowed the stands. So we had our students standing on ground level. And so I I just want to tell you, it was at the new high school. And at the new high school, they do not have a track around their football field. So there's no barrier. So we had these kids on the ground with just some temporary fencing, some, you know, don't cross this sign, hoping that our kids listen, because that's what we hope all the time, that our kids listen. Um, and so one of my responsibilities that evening was to be in charge of the student section, which was great. We had a great, I had a great rapport with the kids. I was a lot younger. They they felt a little more connected to me, I think, because I was closer in age to them. Um, but we did all the things we were supposed to do. Like I said, it was the biggest thing going on in the town that night. So both communities had sent police officers. We all had all of our admin there. There was teachers. There, there was everybody there. We had the plans were laid for a great event.
1: You can feel it. Like the excitement level high for this game. Like as you're telling it, I can feel it. <laughs>
2: We're there, right? Like everything's going on. It's Friday night lights, new rivalry. These kids just grew up together. There's, there's all this energy in the space. So, you know, everything's going fine. We get through halftime. I'm still in charge of the students. I'm still there. Ground level, no barrier. And, you know, things are going along. Kids are doing what they're doing because that's what kids do at games. And not a moment later... Here comes a student who has emerged from this large group of students. Hundreds of, like, over a hundred students. One student, unclothed, emerged from this group of students. <laughs> and he took off from well, the east side of the field well, to the west side of the field, about the 20. When you say hours. unclothed, you mean, like, Like he's nude, nude, <laughs> streaked across this field. No, he was pretty quick. You know, he's a 16, 17, 18-year-old kid. He's pretty quick. He's running. I am in shock. Like there's he left from about 10 feet away from me. I'm frozen. There's nothing I can do at this point. A, I'm like 25 years old and I'm not touching an unclothed teenage boy. (laughs) Let's go there. Then he is taken off, and I know he's faster than I am, so I'm not gonna catch him. We had administrators. both schools in the north end zone police officers just making sure nothing happened one of those administrators from the other school took off after him the kid gets to this 10-foot fence that surrounds this facility he climbs over it again nothing on the teach the dean slash coach is about now 10 feet behind him catches him gets over the fence pretty quickly especially for an adult and tackles this kid in the open field, just beyond the football field. And then obviously we know what follows the police. Um, it gets arrested. We found his clothes. We got him his clothes back. <laughs> with the police without his clothes on. Um, but yeah, I think that would be <clears throat> that, like, how did that happen? <laughs> what could we have done to make that not happen? And yeah, I can still look back on that almost 20 years ago and be like, wow, that happened.
0: But so there are some a couple questions I've got to ask based off of this. <laughs> the first thing I've got to, I've got to know is cuz we all have student sections and we deal with students. There generally is a key that something's about to happen with some mm-hmm. of the kids, the whether there's the commotion, they, you know, if it's a fight, then they all gather around and try to do something. Was there any commotion from the kids that gave it away? And two, when did you first notice this student? Was it as he emerged? Was it when he was out on the field? I mean, what, what? where were you at in that moment?
2: So yeah, not a lot of commotion. I think, so we later learned that this large group of students took up a collection to dare him to do it. And so he was bought for the amount of $200. He chose to <laughs> take his clothes off inside of this group of students And take on this feat of trying to get away with streaking at this football game. Now, mind you, we have thousands of people at this game, like largest thing going on in the community. So all of these people saw this happen. Um, And I was, again, I was probably 10 feet away from the student section, had no idea. Like the kids, I think because they were all in on it, they all had donated some money to it. They wanted to see him get onto the field. And so they were just kind of cheering, doing their thing while he was taking his clothes off in the middle of the group. So I did not see him until he had emerged from this sea of students without his (laughs) clothes on. And he was too far gone for me at that point to have had made any impact on trying to stop him.
0: I mean, you said $200. There'd have to be a whole (laughs) lot more zeros added on there for me. (laughs) (laughs)
2: But we are also thinking with an adult mind. Like, I don't think there's any amount of money that you can pay me to streak. I'm not going to lie. Um, But I'm also speaking as an adult, and you know, as 16 year old, 17 year old Becky, I may have been bought not for 200 bucks, but I may
1: have been bought. What were the What was the fans' reaction? to oh, this when they, they realize
2: were, you know they just start screaming they're so excited <laughs> the students were so excited and I was so fixated on like watching where he was going trying to make sure we were going to be able to get him That I don't even know what like the people in the stands were thinking I think I can just remember hearing cheering because at that point you're like let the kid get away like that's exciting you created excitement we have a story now to tell 20 years later about this kid who did that and I, I couldn't even tell you the kid's name like I can't even yeah. remember who did it. Just it.
1: in hearing your story, like leading up to that excitement, one of the things that I, I heard you say was administrators from both schools were there. You know, there were police officers there. You were doing, you were in charge of the student section. So you had all the appropriate people that are, you know, checked off on a list for an athletic event in the right location and the right time. And something like this still happened. And that's kind of why I'm so excited to be doing the, this podcast with Dustin because you can't, one, you can't make this up. And two, you did everything the correct way. And yet it still happened. Um, And I feel like that's a big thing to remember as ADs. It's not, you know, some things are unavoidable and how you handle them. I guess that when they actually happen is what you kind of have to wrap your head around. So um, kudos to your school for, you know, getting down quickly and (laughs) getting the tackle.
2: (laughs) Yeah. And I, like I said, had we not caught him in that field, I feel like, feel like he would have gotten away he, this was not a pre-planned event. So it's not like he had a car waiting for him and he was just trying to get to a car. I think he was just trying to get away from the area at that point, fully naked. So I'm not certain where he thought he was going, but you know, again, probably not a fully formed idea, but it was exciting. And the stage was large. And so, you know, the risk was there, but so was a reward if he had gotten away. And um, so, yeah. Did you win the football game? I, I can't tell you. I don't. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> so, only because they only had juniors in their building. I honestly don't remember, but probably.
0: So I, I've got a couple. I'm just fixated on this story. So I'm going I'm <laughs> to dive into a few things.
1: Roll with here. it, Dustin.
2: Roll <laughs> with
0: it. <laughs> number one, was, was game action going on or was it during a timeout or during a stoppage of play?
2: It was in a stoppage of play that he took off across the field. Okay. Yep.
0: And then, secondly, was this a decorative type fence? Was it a chain link fence?
2: I'm <laughs> assuming there was fence. a razor
0: wire on the top because that no was really-
2: razor wire, but a 10 foot chain link fence. Woo! But no sneakers, nothing.
0: Yeah, like the sneakers would be the least of my concern.
1: Just speaking as a guy, just to be honest with you. That be the least of my worry. Woo! <laughs> 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 yep. <laughs>
0: I mean, I feel sorry for whoever comes after you, Becky, on these podcasts <laughs> because they've got to try to top this story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the reality is, I mean, I'm picturing myself in your shoes
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, and being there, knowing that this could happen at any game. Um, and and students are crazy enough now. And you're talking about almost 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. I mean, this wasn't like last night.
1: No, right. <laughs> but it
0: could happen last night. It could happen mm-hmm. tonight. I got a basketball game tonight that I'm going to. And that could be something that happens at at my place. Now, I don't know if indoors is as thrill-seeking, if you will, um, as this event possibly was for that child, Um, but I think about what I would do, and I think that's part of what we're trying to get to, is try to put ourselves in your shoes and try to say, all right, if that happened to me, as crazy and outlandish as that sounds, what do I do? Because I, like you, I don't feel comfortable going and tackling a naked child. Um, There's laws against that, I think.
1: And and stuff like that happens so fast, right? So I I get the initial shock. And then what do you do? Like, we always had radios at our football games. Do do you radio? Like, there's a streaker on the field? Like, what do you – what is the – well, you think that's
0: probably obvious at that point, right? I mean, I don't know <laughs> that the walkie Talkie is going to matter at that point.
1: But sometimes, sometimes the police officers are walking around, right? They may mm-hmm. be over by the concession stand. They may be over by the uh, uh, gate. You know, depending on what point of it's halftime, it would depending on what point of the game is. So, so it's possible that the police officers aren't necessarily near a student section, or maybe they are. I mean, ours would walk around, which I like.
0: And if it's a, if it was it at the new school.
2: It was at the new school.
0: Yep. So I may have had trouble trying to figure out when you say he's headed west, I may mm. have been directionally challenged at that point and be like, mm-hmm. Okay, which way's west? it may have taken me more time to figure out where he's west yep. than obviously mm-hmm. it was for him to scale a fence in the nude. Mm-hmm. Um but oh I yeah. Mean, I, I, mm-hmm. I just processed some of this stuff and try to figure <laughs> out all right, how
1: I'm in shock right now. Did you hear something story? I'm like, What 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 I would just be like sitting there like, No no. Yeah, I, I, that's no. It. Just, yep. So
0: I guess the I guess the next question that I'm going to ask and has this happened? Have you had a streaker at any other game? Because it may be you, Becky. <laughs> be it,
2: you. I won't be the streaker. No, not you. Streaker. <laughs> no, no, you may
0: be the person that says these people say this is my challenge. That kid couldn't get away from Becky. I can
2: Yep. <laughs> So I didn't say that school very long, they have not had a streaker since but we have had a streaker in the area since and so I'm going to tell you that one just because I think it's actually a funnier story it didn't happen to me personally, and I know that's not what this is for, but this just happened pretty recently at my husband's school, they had a student who had a plan to be a streaker now again, by story the kid we don't believe planned that it was a spur of the moment, collection of money go do it kind of thing, this kid had a plan. And he came in the building with his clothes on. And as he once he entered the building proceeded to take them off. As he got closer to the gym entrance, um, he remained in a pair of socks and then an extra sock and took off from one gym door to the opposite gym door, which led outside which led to the back fields and he was away and gone and they believe there was a car waiting for him on the other side of the trail that he took off from school from. So, um, you know, I I can't say that it's not going to happen at your school, Dustin, because clearly, you know, these are still things that happen. So I would just be concerned, you know, again, what are you going to do in that moment? Their school had everything in place. You know, the security was there. He probably ran past just people who (laughs) just had no idea what was going on. Frozen in, in shock because these are things that you don't like you said. This is what it is. You don't plan for this. Nobody teaches you this. You don't prepare it. It's not like you talk to your kids about. Hey, we don't streak at games. Those are like assumed things. Like you assume everyone knows we keep our clothes on when we're in the school building.
1: Um, I just so. got that you just said three socks. Like I just got it.
2: <laughs> Sorry to be a little bit. Not over no, so yeah, here. <laughs> I didn't want to be thing. too. Overt about it, yes.
1: Sorry, guys, I'm there now. <laughs> See,
0: I would, I would try to figure out if he got in the car and somebody else was driving that car. I'm just trying to picture that conversation. Hey, dude, this is what I'm going to do. I need you to be here. <laughs> Give me this. your
2: sock.
1: I right. need an extra sock. <laughs> well, it,
2: but the difference is, we caught our kid. This student never got caught. So the it was believed by administration in the building that it was a kid from a different school. The students in the building, they know it's their student, but they have a code of silence and are not talking about it. So this kid's going to go down as an urban legend in that district because he, like there's this, I don't know, unspoken code that they're not talking about who did it. So maybe at some point it'll come out when he's beyond the age of, you know, being suspended and whatever.
0: (laughs) Yeah, you can't go, the statute of limitations will run out and they can't do anything.
2: (laughs) Right (laughs) at that point, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Public indecency, what's what's the limitation
0: on that? I mean, I don't don't know if they can't prove it. Um, Right. I mean, he had a third sock on, so I don't know what you (laughs) can prove at that point. (laughs) Kudos to him for thinking through that part. Mm -hmm. I mean, the kid at your game, he didn't even, I'm assuming he
1: had no socks, nothing. Nothing.
2: He he was all the way, yep. Well, and that's the
1: point, right? You can't plan for it because they didn't plan for it. Mm Mm-hmm. There was no preparation on our end as athletic directors because this was a random thought in the the stands as it, as, as the game was going on. So, yeah, that's the whole point. And I'm just – I don't know what's going on in
2: Illinois. <laughs> but, <laughs> <laughs> just my <laughs> little baby here. You know, no, don't mind us.
1: <laughs> when they
0: have actual good weather, they want to take advantage of it, apparently. We,
2: we do. That's it. I mean, it was one when I got in my car this morning. So, when it's nice outside, you know, it's okay. Well, yeah.
0: In my state, they talk about spring spring break, you know, when they start to get to spring break, they start seeing some warm temperatures and they think, hey, it's a different mindset. The mind goes to a different place. My mind has never gone to this place <laughs> of these students, just, just <laughs> get that out there. Um, but I think about the point of this also is not just to laugh, because we've shared some laughs and I think that's great, but some takeaways from that. Um, obviously you can't unsee things. Um, there are, there's there's going to be visuals in your mind that you can't get out of. Um, I'm just, as you were telling the story, I'm picturing him climbing a fence
1: mm-hmm. um,
0: and I don't know what the kid looked like, but I've got a picture of just somebody trying to scale a chain link fence nude.
1: I'm I mean, trying to not picture that
0: right, right. now, Austin. and you're making that very hard for me. <laughs> you, can't, you can't erase that. There's no <laughs> I'm way trying to, to avoid you unsee that from your mind. So I guess my question to you, Becky, is what are the takeaways from somebody who may be in this field? Could be 30 years in this position, could be three months. I mean, what are some takeaways from you that you think back and say, all right, I, I learned from that situation this
2: I, what I think Danielle has already said is one of them that I think you can put everything in place that you know, that you need to, to maintain a safe environment and make sure that nothing like this happens and stuff's still going to happen. Right. I think that's that the best laid plans. There's always just going to be, um, something that can happen now have the plan. I think that's the, you don't deviate from the plan because there's this, what if random, you know, once every 20 years, we're going to have something super crazy happen, um, you know, but you have that plan in place and you do your part. And, you know, I mean, and the system worked, the kid was caught, he got in trouble, he was suspended from school. I think there's, you know, because we had enough people there to manage that situation, there's events, you know, you work alone. Like, had I been the only person working that night, that kid's off scot-free unless somebody turns him in, right? So I think that there's that pieces that having, um, doing the pieces that you know to be true for the events that you host, and then you know every 20 years you're going to have something crazy happen or maybe every 2 years or whatever hopefully 20 but <laughs> you know and, well, and again the other piece for this one is it wasn't a safety fact issue right there was not um an unsafe environment the fence may
0: have been a safety issue the boy
2: in the fence <laughs> is a boy in offense right. like at the end of the day like there the people that were there at the event were not put in an unsafe position because of this crazy thing that happened. And there's certainly been those stories and um, those aren't as funny. And so that's why we're not talking about those, but those happen too, right? You can put everything in place. And I think that the reality is that crazy things are still gonna happen. Um, and we need, need to be very diligent in our positions to make sure that you know we keep a safe environment for the people that are there to A, participate and B, spectate at those events.
0: And I think that's a big piece, the spectate piece. I mean, and I think that's always the desired effect for somebody who would get into that mindset and say, this is a great idea because you and I and Daniel sit and think about it now. It's a terrible idea. And you think about the consequences now before you actually do something. A kid at that age is going to say, here we go. I mean, it sounds fun. Let's do that for 200 bucks. But our responsibility is not just for our student athletes, which we think about during a game. We're there to protect our, our spectators and make sure that it's a great event for them. Mm-hmm. Now, this is an event that they'll never forget. Clearly, they were present at that game. It was the first game, and yep. this is what happened. But our job is not strictly just to monitor students. And sometimes we get into that mindset as administrators that I'm here to watch a game, and I've got to go to this game, but there's a lot more pieces to mm-hmm. a game than just the, the people playing Mm
1: -hmm. Well, and Becky, and I want to tell you first, I am so happy that your story is not mine. (laughs) It's yours. I'm so glad I have not had to experience that. Um, But, you know, hearing you talk about your takeaways and feel like the biggest thing is you you have your plan in place and then you have to adjust when things happen is, is be flexible and, you know, don't let that ruin your night or your week or your, your school year. Um, Don't be defined by, by one event like this. So um, I just loved hearing your story. It was awesome <laughs> <laughs> for the rest of us, not for you, but for the rest of us. I mean, us it's, been, it. it's
2: been a few years removed now. If this was like yesterday, I don't know if I could have told it like this, but. You're laughing. Now that it's old and. Yep.
0: But I'm, I'm sure, sure. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead. I think too, in the fact that we mentioned it at the beginning, we've got to laugh mm-hmm. and sometimes we are so try to be so have it all together and nobody gets to see this backside um pun intended if you will uh,
1: <laughs> going on but
0: as we that wasn't scripted i just come up with that uh, <laughs> i think we ask our coaches all the time they go into a game with a game plan but there's a halftime for a reason they get to make adjustments they get to adjust they get to make changes they get to do stuff because there's going to be stuff thrown at them that they're not prepared for In that first half, or the first quarter, or whatever, you have a timeout. So I think this is important for ads to understand. You can have a plan, but you've got to be flexible. And sometimes we can't ask our coaches, "Hey, you be flexible with a game plan," because things are going to happen, and then we can't be flexible in our roles as well. So I think that's an important piece of this. There's going to be stuff that we've got to adjust to. I mean, and I love that this story is the first one that we're throwing out on a podcast because. (laughs) I don't know who's going to follow this that's going to top it because I think mm-hmm. we, in the world, and even in the competitive world, we try to one-up one another. And mm-hmm. so people are going to listen to this and say, I've got to beat Becky's story, and oh, yeah. here's my story. But the reality is it's your story, mm-hmm. and that's that's different than my story. I haven't had a streaker yet, and I hope I never do. <laughs> I, I hope you I hope never do, I get to a streaker <laughs> in my life. But I think about all the sports that I watch. I mean, even watching the Kansas City-Buffalo game, that. Mm-hmm. Playoff game. There was a guy that he was clothed, but they tackled yep. him on the field, and most of the time the camera pans away, so you don't actually see that. Mm-hmm. We laid eyes on all of this unfold, and mm-hmm. I think that's a fascinating story.
1: Yep, it is, and I am so grateful that you shared it with us. And I am sure there's going to be country or 80s all over the country who who laugh with you and um, can definitely have a takeaway from this. So thank you so much for being um, with us today, Becky. And I want to say thank you again to Ticket Spicket who made this first ever um, edition of Paradox untold stories from the athletic directors um, possible. And now we have one story told. I'm very excited about the next story that we've heard and you have really, uh, as Dustin has said, really kicked it off and <laughs> in the right direction. And thank you so much. Is there anything else you'd like to add?
2: I just want to thank both of you for um, thanking me a to be this first um, guest I'm very honored to have had you guys reach out for that. I'm glad to have had the opportunity to laugh with you uh, about this situation. Um, And I hope that the people that are listening could laugh at this situation, Um, A, because it wasn't them, and B, because we all have these things that happen to us in our roles that no one prepares you for and most people wouldn't believe. So um, kudos to the work that you are all doing. Um, Thank you both for doing this and starting this. I think it's going to be tremendous. Um, And I look forward to laughing at other people's stories that come behind me. And I'm happy your bar is high. For
0: (laughs) Well, I want to say that we're not laughing at you.
1: We're laughing at the story.
2: No, we're We're laughing with her. It's okay. We laugh together. We're with. It's more of a wit.
1: (laughs) All right. Thank you once again for Becky for being with us. And Dustin and I will be back next week. Um, with another untold story from athletic directors.